can't handle the truth. You know what this is? Fucking bad. They cheat. Hey everyone, Tuesday, April 4th, 2023. Revelation in the news today. Well, first of all, um, it's a slow news day because all the mainstream media is waiting with bated breath for the arrival and arraignment of Donald Trump. But I will talk about the Nashville shooter, uh, the school shooter, uh, he, she shot 152 rounds in 14 minutes, but all the footage never shows her him discharging her, any firearms. Also, there are warning signs about the economy and these red flags persist as they do warning signs with AI, which is a disruptive technology. And I'm gonna talk a little bit about how the wealthy elite suppress disruptive technologies until it suits them. And also I missed this over the weekend, uh, 60 Minutes had Marjorie Taylor Greene on. So I'm gonna talk a little briefly about that. Apparently it was a softball interview. Nothing really major came out of this interview. Um, but without further ado, let's, let's get into it. So from the New York Post, Nashville shooter, I won't say her name, fired 152 rounds, planned attack over a period of months, but they don't, uh, this is from police reports, but they don't release the manifesto. Still, the FBI has had it and the Nashville Metro Police have had it, but they're not disclosing anything from it. Why? So my problem with this, there were a lot of things that pointed to a uh, contrived occurrence, a, a setup, a conspiracy theory about the shooting. First of all, she was wearing a, a red hat. Now red hats in today, today is really associated with MAGA and with Donald Trump. So why would somebody be wearing a red hat? Did she want to convince people she was America first Republican, uh, but she was transgender and she had a manifesto, which we can't see. So what was the purpose of the red hat? See, in drills, they often have the assailant or the suspect in a bright yellow shirt or a red hat or something to show that they are indeed the assailant. So, or in any type of drill, they do this. And so they're not confused with anybody else. But she shot 140, uh, 52 uh, rounds in, um, in 14 minutes. And so we could quickly do the math here. It is 10 rounds per minute. So every 60 seconds she was shooting 10 rounds, but we don't know how. So she, again, this is to confuse people to think that any assault style rifle uh, is an automatic weapon. And even on the news recently, they've been using that. Uh, just on Face the Nation, they were talking about guns and they said automatic weapons. It's a semi-automatic weapons, but now they're referring to semi-automatic weapons as automatic weapons. They're not automatic weapons at all. And um, and so they put the, the, round, the number of rounds she shot 
at 152, but as I asked earlier on what floors were those rounds expended and how many, uh, how many shots, she, apparently she was shooting out of a second story window at police, but unfortunately we don't know, we don't have any evidence of that. We do not have bullet holes. We're never shot, we're shown uh, bullet holes in police cars or we don't see any evidence that there was a shooting once again with this. So we don't see bullet holes. We saw her standing next to a broken window, but it's hard to determine whether or not the window was um, shot out. It didn't look like it was shatterproof glass um, because it was broken open and we don't know how it was broken in, uh, broken open. There was some glass on the ground, but it's like very reminiscent of the Las Vegas shooting. Very, very strange, this stuff uh, in the collective writings by Hale found in her vehicle and in the school in the school parking lot. Oh, her vehicle in the school parking lot and others later found in her bedroom at home. She documented in journals her planning over a period of months. Um, and, and none of this came out. And like I said, it didn't, it, we have no evidence of a shooting occurring. And I also asked how many uh, rounds were shot by police and by which officers and on what floors. So there shouldn't have been any um, or outside. Um, if they were shooting at, I doubt the police were shooting at the school, but I, I want to know, uh, you know, no uh, rounds should have been fired by police on the first floor because the suspect was on the second floor and how many rounds and by what officers uh, those rounds were shot. So it's a, like, a, it's simple math. Again, they show us all this stuff. They show us pictures of the firearms and they show us pictures of the police taking her out, which I believe she was shot to death. My simple reason, reasoning behind this is that when she fell, the way her leg bend, which is very indicative of a dead person because when their weight falls, it's not like when you're conscious, it looks like that. So I'm convinced that she was shot dead. What, what took place prior to that, who knows? You know, it, it's like the all the other shootings, even Uvalde, we have no evidence that a shooting occurred there. And they still haven't released it. How many months has that been? You know, I don't wanna get into gory details, but I need proof that this supposed heinous crime that is going to uh, instigate um, legislative uh, amending of the Second Amendment to take away people's gun rights, I would like some indicative proof that a shooting actually occurred or if a heinous crime like the killing of children occurred, um, I would like to know that that occurred and I would like proof. Proof is in the pudding. So the reason we're at a slow, slow news day is Trump to be charged with 34 felony counts but spared handcuffs on a mugshot. And I reasoned this, this the other day. He's the president of the United States. You never thought he was fingerprinted or he never had a, uh, a picture taken for security clearances, face scan, all that stuff. That's already been done. All that has to do, that has to be turned over by the Secret Service that has all his biometric data. They even have DNA on the president. They have everything. They have every kind of biometric, uh, biometric, the fingerprints, everything. They have every kind of biometric uh, by the, uh, the president. So they just turn that stuff over. There's no reason to have a new mugshot taken that's exclusively property of New York City, uh, et cetera, et cetera, and, and fingerprints and all that. He's the president of the United States and he's Donald Trump. So he's not gonna be confused with anybody else. So uh, if I didn't report, the Rhino, ex-Arkansas governor, 
Asa Hutchinson enters the 2024 presidential race, he's not gonna have any chance at all. It's just, as they speculated, and I showed in the show yesterday, the CIA operative Robert Costa said, maybe this is an opportunity with Trump being arraigned, maybe it's an opportunity for other non-MAGA people to get into the race, like they'll have any support. As I said, and as in 2000, leading up to 2016, the sentiment of the electorate is um, anti-establishment. So establishment, parading establishment people around like they're gonna get a friggin' elected is just ridiculous, especially on the Republican side. We all know that Joe Biden uh, is an establishment character and corrupt, um, but somehow he got elected anyway. Hmm, I don't, I don't know. So I'm just going to reiterate from yesterday, Wall Street, uh, Wall Street Journal also reports the contradictions of Sam Altman, AI crusader, the CEO behind ChatGPT, navigates the line between developing artificial intelligence on the cutting edge and pushing technology to dystopia. So he went on a media tour to the Wall Street Journal and to the New York Times trying to say, it's not my fault, it's not my fault. I'm just developing technology. I'm not, you know, I'm not to blame if everything goes sideways, which it will. And everybody's predicting that. So as they predicted it a long time ago, and then they released ChatGPT um, and it's already uh, mimicking and learning at an exponential rate. And it's, it's, it's scaring the shit out of even the, the scientists that are developing these things. Mad scientists. New York Post also reports Finland joins NATO dealing blow to Russia for Ukraine war. It's not a blow to Russia. NATO has been ever creeping closer to Russia with the overtures toward Ukraine for them to join NATO is what started the friggin' war. And then now you have more countries bordering Russia joining NATO. This is untenable for Russian security uh, national security, and, and they'll tell you this, but nobody wants to look at that like it's a provocation, which it is. And I'm not, like I said, I'm not a Russophile, but I mean, come on. The expansion of NATO is what prompted this war in Ukraine, not to mention the West's funding of the overthrow of the Ukrainian government. That's what prompted the Russian troops to go into Crimea. I mean, it's just, it's just the way people must be really brain dead for the media to go on and they're just talking like you can't read a freaking book. Let's read a book on the subject or read some news articles. Uh, CNBC is reporting Jamie Dimon says the banking crisis is not over and will cause repercussions for years to come. There is a, it's the, the economic outlook is the economy is a house of cards. A financial industry is a house of cards that's bound to collapse at one point, it's like Jenga, you know, you take one piece out and you're going to have problems. And so we don't know if the mid-sized regional bank crisis is going to be it. I think it was a distraction, to be honest with you. So, But also, J.P. Morgan warned stocks are in calm before the storm. A risk-on mood fueling this year's equities rally is likely to falter with headwinds from bank turbulence and oil shock and slowing growth poised to send stocks back towards their 2022 lows according to J.P. Morgan strategist. Um, and I don't like to be a doomsayer about the economy. It's just, it's very precariously perched and they've been doing everything they can, the Democrats have, to spur the economy, which what they do with democratic spending, but that's not how it works. It's private sector spending that spurs the economy, not government spending, because the government has to borrow that money. Bloomberg reports the U.S. warehouse capital boom during the pandemic. Now it's facing a slowdown. 
Uh, people are going back to brick and mortar and they're shunning places like Amazon. And especially what's, what, what's happening with uh, tech, technological skepticism now. And as I predicted, I'm not going to head it up, but there will be certainly a, um, a Luddite revolution. And you already see it among the youth. They're, they're scrambling for uh, flip phones and things. They don't want to be tracked because they're smart and they know what's happening. From Showbiz 411, uh, 60 Minutes with Marjorie Taylor Greene down 30% from last week, second lowest episode of the season. Well, right, uh, mainstream media people are mostly on the left. And <clears throat> the left, the funny thing about the left and Democrats in general is they don't want to even hear what the other side has to say. They're just like, whether it's Trump, like if you talk to anybody who's anti-Trump, not one of them has ever listened to a Trump rally, ever. All they do is look at the snippets that are played on CNN and MSNBC and all this. They never sit down, they'll never sit down and listen to what Marjorie Taylor Greene has to say. They'll just take the word from the Democratic Party that she's evil. So this goes into the ratings. Um, we're not gonna go much in the interview. Maybe I'll, I'll look through it and maybe I'll, get a couple clips out, but I, um, apparently it was a softball interview and there wasn't much telling that come out of that. CNBC reports Google to cut down on employee laptop services and staplers for multi-year savings. So if anybody has seen Office Space, uh, Office Space uh, where's my stapler? <laughs> There's a great shirt out there with a stapler and a star over it, and it says, come and take it. It's friggin' hysterical. If you've seen Office Space, if you don't get the reference, see the movie, it's, it's, it's very funny. And they'll round it out here from BBC, how mobile phones have changed our brains. The first handheld cell phone call was made 50 years ago, and since then, these devices have become an essential multi-tool that helps us run our lives, but are also altering the way our brains work, indeed. And, and we're, we're designed to do so. Yeah, sometimes I'll, the, the author here says, sometimes I'll leave it in my drawer, which I always do and turn it off. And that's what you should do. It's a vicious cycle. More useful our phones become, the more we use them, the more we use them, the more we lay neural pathways in our brains that lead us to pick up our phones for whatever task is at hand. It, it is um, an addictive practice. Like I said, you can turn the color off, but um, especially young people, they just pick up, it doesn't, the alerts don't even have to go off. And they just, it's like strange. They're just doing something. All of a sudden they just pick up their phone and look at it. It's just crazy. I say throw all this shit away, but it is the font of knowledge. Uh, you can use it to find out any information you want. And in that way, it's great. Um, but it even happens to me is that I find myself just picking up my phone for no good reason. And it does change. Uh, your whole psychological wake uh, makeup, your neural pathways, the way your brain works. So that's it for me, Rudy's Revelation. Don't forget to like, subscribe, follow me on Getter, Facebook, Minds, Truth Social, which the left says is faltering. I mean, who knows? I don't, I don't give a shit too much of shit for social media, even though I post this on there. I just figured out podcasting is a way to get my word out um, on social media. I don't really care much about social media. I'd rather meet people in person or go outside for a walk, enjoy nature. Um, but I thought I'd use it just to get my word out there, my take 
on journalism and the news since I was in it for 30 years, I find myself wondering what the hell um, is going on. I don't know what the fuck is going on. Uh, yeah, follow, follow the channel and uh, I'll see you tomorrow. Too funny, man. A little technical difficulty. All right, see ya. Have a great evening. The New World Order.